Council Roundup. Well, last night was a little over an hour, at least the uh, public recording of it was. It does sound like it got chopped off there at the tail end, I think, when Alderman Gregory was doing some um, old business. So I don't know if they just prematurely cut it off, but uh, we still have plenty to get to from last night's meeting uh, here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. I'm Greg Bishop, Chris Murphy in the newsroom. And Chris, starting the meeting last night, uh, not really the start of the meeting. It was kind of some pre-meeting uh, discussion that was happening. And apparently um, there was a, a journalist walking around in the well of the horseshoe at the Springfield City Council Chambers. And uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath uh, was feeling a little uncomfortable. Here he is. Mayor. Yeah, I do want to get into it. No. <laughs> I want to defer to Corporation Council. Look, I've told him not to come up here, and he's walking up here. I want him removed unless he goes to the back of the room, Mayor. What? Removed? Mayor? What day is this? It's Tuesday. It's time for you to take charge. <laughs> All right, so uh, the mayor then, uh, you know, he kind of says a message to those who are virtual, uh, tuning into the conference. You guys are missing all the fun. Are you going to say something about this? No, no, I'm not. You're going to let him walk around the room? He has his mask on. He'll keep his distance. But I don't have my mask on. I don't want to put it on because I'm 20 feet away from him. Okay. So that's where they left it. Uh, so I'm not really sure what was going on there, but uh, I did see it reported elsewhere that uh, it was the Illinois Times reporter, Bruce Rushton, who was walking around in the well, First. wearing wearing a mask, mind you. Uh, and even some um, questioned online if uh, Redpath would get a, a fine for not wearing a mask inside. Because <laughs> he wasn't wearing a mask at that time. Um, Why right. was Bruce walking around in the well? Not sure. Maybe he was just you know touching base and saying hi or something. Trying out the uh, seats? Or getting some pictures or uh, yeah. I have no idea. Um, uh, moving on, though, some proclamations to get to. Here's the mayor from last night. First presentation is a proclamation that was actually issued yesterday. Evidently, uh, yesterday, December or November 30th was a popular day to retire, not only for Chief Riney, but uh, several in the uh, at the State Journal Register, which I thought it'd be good to recognize them for the great work they've done over the decades. And uh, he talks about some of that. To honor and show our appreciation to three individuals who made print publications an invaluable source of information in the capital city for over four decades. State House reporter Doug Finke, political writer Bernie Schoenberg, and longtime photographer Ted Scherter. They are, uh, of course, retired from the SJR after decades of work there, and the mayor continues. You reported on both the unfavorable and favorable moments, and even written and photographed the difficult personal stories, but you did your job, you did your job very well, and we are grateful. Now, therefore, I, James O. Langfelder, Mayor of the City of Springfield, Illinois, together with our city council and residents, do hereby recognize the important work each one of you has done. Today is truly an end of an era, and Springfield reporting will never be the same. You have performed a tremendous public service. Therefore, we proclaim that Monday, November 30th, 2020, shall be Doug Finke, Bernie Schoenberg, and Ted Scherter Day in the city of Springfield. Look at that. Getting the uh, a day proclaimed just for yeah, them. But 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 it already passed. 
Right. Well, that's the what day, they do. The day was, yeah, the day, the day was, well, okay. They, they, they bring those days up. Right, yeah. It's like, I know. They it's should, like they only should make that it day. in the future so you I can know. take the yeah. proclamation, go down and see what you can get. You know, it's like, hey, I'm, hey it's my, my day. day. My day. I want right. a free bacon and eggs here late. to go. And it's only, it's only 2020. It's not like a, you know, a yearly thing. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. It's just the one passed. day and it already passed. That's what they do, though. They, they, they bring up these proclamations. Yeah, Thanks for the day. And they're, it they're delayed. You know, it's like, you can't go around it. You should be able to walk around one day and say it's your day and have like a like yeah. a big blue badge on says best exactly. in the show or something yeah, right exactly <laughs> uh another proclamation from last <laughs> well at least the next proclamation uh some kind of present came along with it yeah two right. week send off for chief Riney, even though he, he gave me the same same notification and so we asked him to come up and then uh, actually i asked chief winslow to come over because some people might not realize this. I think uh, some do. They're both from Alton. <laughs> and he uh, has a, a little bit of a nickname for them. The, this is the dynamic duo of the, I call them the Alton boys, because they both graduate from Alton High School together. And uh, they did a great service uh, for us here in Springfield together. Uh, you know, brought the fire department and Chief Winslow, of course, the police department. But they worked in tandem. And uh, then they present uh, Chief Riney, uh, a president of sorts. So it's uh, Abe Lincoln. It has my favorite thing. Government of the people, by the people, for the people. And of course, it has his COVID mask on and uh, has the city emblem and then also the fire department emblem. (laughs) Okay, that's great. So, Chief Riney, uh, some some final words here, and he wanted to agree with uh, the mayor's proclamation from before about the media. Uh, the media tells our story, and in my in my time in this office, they've been very fair. Even when the story wasn't favorable to the fire department, they were fair in the reporting. And so, I too thank you guys for that. And uh, really, that's that's all forms of media in Springfield. We're very lucky to have that. Then uh, Chief Winslow had a little bit of a moment in the uh, sunlight as well, and his joke at the end is brutal, but it's funny. <laughs> a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, uh, professional humor between uh, firefighters and uh, police officers. So, yeah, so listen- and high school classmates. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. So uh, just listen to the tail end of this. Dan, right over state's attorney's office. Uh, Steve Shuffle over mass transit. Uh, other people within the police department and in the fire department from Alton. And uh, I think what it is, we all moved here. We loved it. We fell in love with the community. We fell in love with the, our jobs. And it's just all worked out. And Al's done a great job. Couldn't be more proud of him. Wish you the best moving forward. You know, whatever you need, my friend, we're here for you. I'm sure Brandon's up to task. They got a great command staff at the fire department. And one thing I can say is that we've always worked well. Police and fire, we give each other good, good crap every once in a while. But we all work well together. So... With that said, I always tell them, I fire guys for sleeping, you pay them to sleep, but it's all right. I fire guys for sleeping, you pay them for sleeping, but I guess that's all right, he says. That's a funny joke. That's great. good-natured ribbing right there. That a boy, Chief. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. That's great. Guys for sleeping. Because exactly. listen, I mean, the firefighters—they're always on call when they're at the firehouse, and they're on call even when they sleep. 
So yeah, they're getting paid for that, of course. And then when the alarm goes off, they quickly get out of bed and they become heroes that we all know they are. Uh, <laughs> but it's still a pretty funny joke, Chief. <laughs> uh, coming back, we'll talk a little bit about um, a fund that uh, is getting some uh, dollars taken out for business uh, utility costs and residential utility costs. And then we'll also get into uh, the conversation about COVID-19 mitigations impact on businesses from last night's city council. Back with the council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. It's right here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop, Chris Murphy in the newsroom. Final joke from uh, Chief Winslow last night. With that said, I always tell them, I fire guys for sleep and you pay them to sleep, but it's all right. That's the police chief giving a joke to the fire department saying uh i fire guys for sleeping you pay him for sleeping i uh, got a text chris from a, a police officer friend of mine uh, he said another old joke is if cops have ride-alongs what do firefighters have and again this is coming from a police officer somebody in law enforcement not from the firefighter side so it's a you know good natured ribbing against uh firefighters got a guess no if cops have ride-alongs what do firefighters have i don't know Sleepovers. <laughs> God, it's brutal. <laughs> Guys, come on. <laughs> the firefighters do incredible work, too. Uh, it's I guess there's similar types of jokes between, like, you know, all the branches of the military as well. Uh, good good family fun. That's, that's for sure. All right, moving on. Uh, last night, they, uh, they talked about uh, new funding opportunities for businesses that are being impacted uh, by the, uh, uh, the the pandemic. Uh, they're not being able to bring in as, as much money as they used to because of COVID-19 orders, and that's limiting their revenue to be able to pay their bills, including utilities. Alderman Ralph Hanauer uh, talked about how uh, they went from an initial $500,000 to a uh, $1 million allotment for this program to help out businesses, but then they passed that, uh, and then they came back and they, uh, they passed another ordinance that uh, originally was for an additional $100,000 from a fund uh to help out residents so here's uh, alderman hanauer is that in is that part of the, the the total million or is that an additional addition uh out of this fund that's in addition so we're taking 1.1 million instead of initially it was five hundred thousand. correct and then they increased it to uh, $1.3 million. So $300,000 will be for residents, and then a uh, $1 million will be for businesses, and those will be through uh, credits to their accounts. But uh, this was something that, you know, multiple people said there's a lot of other programs that are out there, uh, a lot of different programs that aren't being used right now. Uh, even the, uh, the chief utility engineer, uh, Doug Brown, mentioned that. From last year to this year, our customers have received $832,000 um, additional money so far. And that's for the ones that have reached out to us and have applied. There's many customers that still haven't, you know, reached out to us and, and not they're not applying because they're just, they, they don't want to communicate with us. So maybe late on their bill and they don't want to communicate with the utility, even though the utility has programs already in place uh, to help with that.
There's, there's a lot of money that's out there right now, and uh, we, we want to get that to our customers, but they need to talk to us. Now, Alderman McMiniman uh, initially you know, raised concern about increasing how much money was going to be given to uh, the citizen side of utility ratepayers, uh, but ultimately the, the ordinance passed. But McMiniman had concerns. No, because we've got three other programs that are dedicated for this, but two other city programs, the Roundup program and the Dollar Per Month program, and then we've got also got IHEAP, so I think we're kind of jumping too quick on the uh, residential side. So I'm a no vote. So we voted against the amendment, but ultimately the amendment passed to increase the citizen side of the utility uh, credits to $300,000. So altogether, $1.3 million is going to come from a fund that's set up for environmental um, mitigation and rebates. So the fund has two purposes, one for environmental issues and then one for rebates. The concern was if we keep dipping into this fund, we're not going to have the money necessary to deal with the coal ash ponds, for instance. Uh, but uh, Mayor Langfelder uh, highlighted how it's, it says on, in it it's a rebate fund as well. So that's ultimately what they're doing uh, is they're going to be rebating some of this money back uh, to, to ratepayers, especially businesses uh, and residents who've been impacted by the ongoing pandemic. Coming back, we will get into some aldermen raising concerns about enforcement of COVID-19 mitigation. A lot to get to there. Uh, good debate had last night at the Springfield City Council meeting, and this is the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Back with the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Let's jump right into a conversation here, Chris, uh, from Alderman uh, Redpath raising issue with uh, the ongoing mitigations and how they're being enforced or not enforced in some areas. Uh, and businesses, the impact on them, um, seeing the goalposts change. Uh, so here is Alderman uh, Chuck Redpath from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Dan, go. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Come on, gerbils. Oh, I see the little gerbil wheel rolling, too. You can do it. One, two, three, go. Um, we're getting several complaints about um, inspectors coming out and citing different, uh, different um, bars and restaurants because of the way they have their tents set up, the way they're opened up. Uh, there's some that's got, they're, they're in their buildings with doors open. And uh, it's it's really not being admit, uh, you know enforced equally across the board, Mayor. I really think that this this thing about the two-sided tents is ridiculous. I mean, you you got one business that's a brick-and-mortar business that they're inside and they open the windows and they're good, and then you got other businesses that go out and spend enormous amounts of money to comply with the order, which we're hearing different from different sides. We're hearing that um, hey, all we're t we're worried about is the ventilation, and we're not worried about uh, the social distancing that kind of stuff, but. The, the, the people are spending enormous amounts of money trying to comply with this thing, and they're moving the goalpost on us all the time. Every time we turn around, they're moving the goalpost. And, we, and we've talked about this, uh, where you know the the orders change uh, from month to month. 
uh, and sometimes on a whim. You sure. don't really have much indication it's going to happen. And we uh, talked about Monday, too, on uh, Business in the 217, the incredible expense that businesses have taken up yeah, with all of this huge. stuff. You know, the tents, the renting, those are huge. And or some even of them just have the, purchased the them. mitigation inside the establishment. With sure. Plexiglass yes, and, and hand sanitizer and, and, stations. Yep, wipes and, and Now all that stuff's irrelevant because yeah. they can't even have customers inside. Yeah. Uh, more from Alderman Redpath. Uh, we all are trying to support uh, our businesses because they're all going under. They are. And they're folding every day anew in folds. Uh, well, how many um, have uh, not reopened since January in the state of Illinois? More than the third? 35%. That's incredible. Wow. I, yeah, yeah. One of the instances was I went out to Motorheads and had lunch the other day with and observed how they had their windows open. And he's, he spent an enormous amount of money to put these windows in where they open up at the base of the window and allow ventilation through the place. And the way he's got his heater system set up, that is still, it's still easy enough to go in there and eat lunch or eat, eat dinner. But the bottom line is, is that they cited him for that. It's ridiculous. He's got everything open. He's got, it's a tooth to a three-foot opening on every window, and he's got them all open. And then we got another business that's doing it different. And then, the, and then we're talking about the corner pub where they they told him they had to have two sides up and two sides down. That's ridiculous. And that's uh, of course an outdoor tent as well. Uh, final thought here from uh, Alderman Redpath. We have to enforce this thing equally across the board. It's not being it's not being done, and and, and frankly, it's destroying our businesses. Destroying. Them. He also urged the mayor to uh, go back. Back to 25% capacity, but that's not really a call from the mayor. Uh, that's a call from the uh, uh, Sangamon County Department of Public Health, which we'll hear more from. Um, uh, I guess the criticism uh, that the mayor also has about the Sangamon County Department of Public Health. Uh, so that's coming up. But I believe this is Chief Blow uh, from from last night, or Chief Blau rather, uh, from last night uh, at the Springfield City Council meeting, kind of uh, talking about you know what's going on with the mitigation, who, where the enforcement comes from, where the legal authority comes from. And so on. Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity sets the rules for that. So it's two separate issues. Inside a building, they're allowing, if you have 50% of your wall, you can be within eight feet of that open space. So if they, I, I don't remember what examples you gave, but if they remove that wall or have mostly windows on that, they can have tables within eight feet, but those tables then still have to be spaced six to 10 feet apart. The tents, the rule for tents is for it to be considered outdoor dining, that two walls have to be open. In the uh, coldest part of the year, my sure. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just thinking in motorheads, that can't be cheap either to run yeah. the heat and have, you know, what, it's 17 right now? Yeah, you know, it's like running the heat and, and having all the windows open. It's that hard to eat a cheap. burger wearing mittens. Yeah, that's true. Uh, more from uh, Red Path back and forth with Chief Blau. Where does it say that they can? we can go in and find these people? And so, who, who makes that decision? So the Public Health Act is – and I – I'm not real great on, on the whole law thing. That might be better for the uh, attorneys, but the Public Health Act is what they're acting under, So, which is why Sangamon County Public Health is going out and doing a lot of these inspections. But Alderman Redpath looks at uh, county by county and sees some problems as well with enforcement. What we're running into is that we, our, our county health department oversees Menard County and Sangamon County. Mm -hmm. They're wide open in Menard County. They're wide open in DuPage County. All around the state is different. Sangamon County seems to be, and, and, and even in Sangamon County it's different. 
the city of Springfield is being targeted. And I'm telling you, it's, it's unfair. Because you can go out in the county and you can see the bars and restaurants open, wide open. And it's, I, I'm not going to rat anybody, but I'm just telling you, it's not fair. And that's all I'm asking. Either we open the things up or we close the things down. Then Redpath uh, said he got a call from the owner of PAL uh, with some complaints that were made and all the investment that they're making to try to make sure that it's clean and safe inside their uh, dining establishments. They change the linen on every table. Whenever every customer comes through there, they change the linen. They, they clean down every sur- surface every time they can just so they can make sure that, that some of our restaurants are cleaner in our hospitals. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Why, that's Whoa, a bold yeah. claim. It is. That's a bold claim. Love there, you, Chuck, Alderman. but I need to see some proof on that one. <laughs> Have you ever worked in a kitchen, Chuck? I don't know, Alderman. Uh, that's a <laughs> bold point. claim. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one that used to wait tables. I used to wait at Ponderosa. I've hey, listen, seen some things I don't want. I don't even. They come up in nightmares. I know? I was very sure uh, when I did food prep in the days to be extremely clean. But I, you know, sometimes uh, there could be some. I'm just that's a bold claim there, Alderman. Yeah, right, some of exactly. our restaurants are cleaner than the hospital. Uh, but still, some significant questions that uh, Alderman uh, Redpath and Alderman Hanauer continue to raise. There's so much confusion out there because one day they move the goalpost to the, to the other end of the field. It's ridiculous. And Alderman Hanauer jumping in. Uh, I have a real problem with anonymous complaints. I think a lot of times you get competitors that are complaining. And I, I just would like to know, or, or, because I'm, I'm hearing from some of the restaurants that they're getting, they're, they're getting uh, visits from, from uh, inspectors three times a week. Three times a week. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of inspection. Uh, maybe those inspectors could possibly focus on the long-term care facilities. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to get yeah. Gail on that. That seems a little high, but who knows? I've, I've got a request in for gonna... uh, for for the public health director. We are going to be talking with uh, Andy Van Meter tomorrow, uh, cool. the Sangamon County chairman. So he's on the uh, schedule for tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that conversation. But more from Alderman Hanauer, really about the uncertainty. And we've talked about this in the last hour, Chris about the governor and when exactly uh, what's next even if if our region any region would go below the threshold to where it would be able to open up that he's not going to open it up because uh the potential of of a spike from thanksgiving that's not fair to these rest and it's not just it's it's i want to make sure everybody understands it's not just restaurants and bars uh salons are affected yeah because they're they're cut back so um these are these are ongoing questions and concerns uh hanauer and redpath said that their phones are getting blown up by business owners impacted by this and i think that uh, without the certainty uh it kind of uh you know it, it makes for not a friendly business climate no when you look at like florida they're wide open you know, yeah. I think Missouri has some local restrictions that might be in place, but they don't have statewide restrictions. Yep. You've got business happening all over uh, surrounding Illinois, and Illinois is just not. Illinois is stagnant. We're, we're, we had a significant drop uh, from the government orders, and then we've essentially puttered out, and we're, we're stagnant now. Yeah. Uh, the mayor um, has some criticism of his own for uh, how this is all being enforced as well. Here's uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder. To, um, here's the thing with uh, Menard County, and nothing against Menard County, you know, every county's different, but here's where we're the same. We have the same public health department overseeing us. 
Sangamon County Public Health oversees Sangamon County. They oversee Menard County. We have the same hospitals that we utilize. We're in the same region, but they are not using the same enforcement measures, as you pointed out, with Sangamon County Public Health. That's where I have uh, issues with that. It should be consistent with regard to that. So hopefully we'll all move in the same direction and hopefully the decline of positivity rates, the decline of hospitalizations, taking the stress off the hospitals. But for me, what the highlights the difference between Sangamon and Menard County is the difference of the county boards, period. Uh, you can you can complain about it, but uh, the fact is the Menard County board apparently is going with a uh, carrot approach, as they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's right. their prerogative. The local elected officials in Menard County, that's their prerogative. Now, if Sangamon County just so happened to enter a contract to provide services to uh, Menard County, then, you know, that's that's an agreement they could probably revisit and say, no, we're not going to do this because right. of instances like this. Okay, but then that's the prerogative of Menard County. Um, but one thing that uh, Alderman Redpath, I believe, uh, who's this next clip, uh, raises questions about uh, how how numbers are being uh, you know, uh, reported out and collected, and he urged that uh, Gail O'Neill be brought in front of the uh, city council as well. So are they counting uh, the people that are coming from the surrounding counties as, as, as being in Sangamon County, or are they counting them as where they came from? Um, there's another criteria that I wanted to know about. They, they, uh, a guy told me that he tested positive in his household, and they automatically put his wife and his two children as probables who are counted as positives. I, I want to know if that's true. If that's true, that's ridiculous. That's crazy, if that's true. No, I've, I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard no, that, too. No, I've, I've heard, heard that, too, from a number of people. Oh, boy. Uh, Alderwoman DeCenso jumping in, though, about the difference between Menard and Sangamon County. Over a five-day period last week, Menard County had 47 new positives, whereas we had... 774 new positives. So um, to say Menard County is Sangamon County's problem, it just isn't true. Um, Yes, we share the same hospitals. Yes, they are not um, following the same restrictions that we are. But I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Our numbers are exponentially higher than theirs. Because we test more. Yeah, 774 we have a, we have a compared to 47 population. in a five-day period, mm-hmm. I, I think that speaks volumes. We have 10 times the population. We have 10 yeah. times the population. We test 10 it times. It doesn't matter. It's still, okay. it's still numbers. I, I think still it does matter. Our hospital system. I, I, think, I think it does matter. <laughs> uh, I think population size uh, plays into that. That's your Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Sub Stop. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Thank you so much, Head West, for sponsoring the Council Roundup each and every Wednesday here on the WMAY Morning News Feed.